Matthew 25, 14. We got to get going. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them with his property. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, to another one one, each one according to his ability. Um, verse 18, but he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. I want to talk to you about the, uh, the story of the five talents and, and all that. So I want to let you know that I'm going to come from a little different angle than, than normal. Obviously, we know what a five-talent guy, two-talent, and a one-talent guy is. Uh, the one-talent guy still needs some help. You've got to pray for him. He, he just hasn't, uh, he hasn't uh, figured out his place in, in, in the kingdom, and he doesn't have much faith. He has a, he has a wee little bit of faith. Amen? Uh, so speaking uh, of, of all this, we're, we're honoring my buddy, uh, Pastor Bevo, and it's integrity day, so say integrity. So that's what we're going to talk about all, all uh, service long. Got the Lord's table set and a lot, lot going on. Integrity, and obviously it would be wonderful if we could bring some of that back. It's not out of style in the kingdom of God. Uh, it's the quality of being honest and having strong moral uprightness, uh, whole and undivided. Um, so I'm going to tell you the rest of the story here. So the five-talent guy, two-talent guy, one-talent guy. Um, I, I think it was also a matter of faith. I think it was a matter of faith. They just didn't have faith, the one-talent guy, that he could do anything with, with anything that God gave him. Um, and that's something we need to get a fill-up of today is some faith and some integrity. Um, and that's what I loved about my brother, Pastor Bevo. I give him a project to do, he would do it, and he would do it uh, to the best of his ability. And when it was done, it would be done uh, through the lens of the gospel. Amen? And, and that's what I loved about the, the barbecue yesterday. Not, I, just, I loved the food, obviously. It was wonderful. And I got to tell you from a guy who loves meat that someone tried to trick me into eating sides. <laughs> Let's do away with sides at the barbecues, can we? And they're like, oh, Pastor, there's some sides over here. And goes, what the heck are sides? But anyways, um, it was done the way Bevel would have wanted it done. There was no clowning, no carelessness, and, and everything was at a, at a very high standard. And, and I'm telling you, man, it, it was... It was it was a wonderful event. So I want to thank all my brothers and sisters that made that possible. It was a great event, and I'm glad to be called his friend. Uh, so amen to that. It's a high standard. So you can kind of throw Bevo in this little story here, and I, this is why I picked out all these different things. So got the five-talent guy, so he comes back. The property owner comes back, and he says, he says hey, what would you do with my money? And, and back then, so now a talent would be, it's about 80 pounds, probably gold or boar or whatever it was back then. It would be worth a million dollars. Say that with me, a million. million dollars. So uh, if God gave you a million dollars, what would you do with it? Don't answer yet, but uh, you would like to think that you're going to do something with it like super, super extraordinary. Amen? Something, we're going to do something, build your church or whatever it is. Five talent guy, and a guy comes back, he says, hey, what would you do with my money? Gives him back five talents. Okay, that's great. So he's doubled his money. And I think right now, I don't know if you have a checking or savings account, doubling your money would be wonderful, wouldn't it, instead of getting like 0.3% or 0.1%. Um, 
uh, two talent guy saying, just an apprentice, only give, and he gives him back another talent, so now he's got two talents. Go to the one talent guy. Just go like this guy. Uh. And you guys have that family member. You're like, uh. He got the one talent. He didn't do much with it, but maybe it was a faith issue. So I want to hit that from, uh, from an area of faith today. So um, we're going to turn over into the book of Luke, and, and we're going to talk about uh, where Jesus marveled in the gospel. And marveled means to be astonished. And it's, and it's both stories about faith. One, uh, an abundance of faith, and, and the other one is a lack of faith. So let's go over to, uh, let's go into just uh, 7, 9 in Luke. I'll read it, and I'll, then I'll put it in context for you for time purposes. It says, when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. Now, marveled means to be astonished and surprised. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that Jesus is not surprised by anything that you and I do. He's not, and he's not going to be caught off because he knows everything that you're going to do already. Amen? Uh, and, and he says, I tell you the truth. I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And, um, and you think about this and you put this in perspective. If you was to go back... In, in chapter 7 and, 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 and think about what this centurion is asking Jesus. He said, hey, he says, I, I'm pleading with you that you would go and, and, and heal my daughter. I want you to go heal my daughter. And uh, um, Jesus says, okay, I'll do that. And he says, by the way, he said, you don't have to go there. Just say the word and I know that she would be healed. Somebody talk back to me a little bit I'm trying to get your faith up here. And, and, and he goes to the centurion. He says, I'm marveling at the level of faith that you have. That's the kind of faith five talent people have. And that's the kind of faith I believe uh, my brother, Pastor Bevo, had. Amen. And he always believed the best in everybody. Never talked about anybody. He just, you know, sometimes he'd come to meetings and, and scratch his head about some of God's trophy people. Oh, yeah, you talked about it. It's okay to scratch your head a little bit. Let's be honest. Some people are hard to deal with, and you're sitting next to them. Some of you, some of you are married to them. Now, elbow your husband and get it over with. Have a drink. So you, you might be asking yourself, you go, well, what's the other place where he marveled, Mickey? He would want to know where he marveled at. He marveled at their lack of faith. Oh, me. So let's go back to Mark. Uh, let's go back to Mark 6, 6, and I'll, I'll pop that out of there, and I'll put it back in contents. context. It says, and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went about the village's teaching. So uh, Jesus is rejected in his own town. It's kind of like you guys in, in your own town and maybe your own family. Oh, one of these days, they're going to get off all this Bible stuff. They're going to get over this Jesus stuff, and they'll be back. Well, what Jesus' people in the town says, he says, is not this the carpenter? They couldn't even believe Jesus, and he was standing there in front of them. Isn't this the brother of James and Josie and Judas and Simon? Are not all his sisters here with us? He goes, he lived right up the street. And he went to have Bible will travel, and he was a biker. 
We know him. How can he do anything in faith? Well, he marveled because of their unbelief. He said, and he could not do, go to verse 5, and he could not do mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. So he couldn't even do work in his own town because the unbelief of the people that were there. And we don't want to be like that, do we? So let's pray that God will increase our faith today and and that he would bless uh, the offering today and also bless the Lord's Supper as it comes. So Lord God, today as we take up the offering, we not only want to live like Bevo, but we want to believe, Lord God, that for the asking, you can increase our faith. Lord, you have entrusted us with these, with these monies, with these talents, and we're supposed to do great things with them, Lord God. And we're going to show you today that you can entrust us with this so you can give us much more. And Lord God, we want you to multiply this, Lord God, and we ask that there be a blessing on it today and our, and our church service today. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So applaud the Lord, let the offering be picked up. Turn with me into Luke chapter 4. So we're turning to Luke chapter 4. So close your eyes as I ask this question. And a lot of you guys are thinking about Bevo, and, and he's a wonderful man of integrity and all that. Who do you think about? Close your eyes. Who do you think about when, you, when the word integrity comes? Maybe, maybe it's your aunt or your uncle, or maybe it's your Sunday school teacher or whatever like that. And I want you to open your eyes now. So what today is our ultimate... Um, display of champion, uh, the champion of integrity is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Amen. So the story comes from Luke chapter 4. And it starts out and it says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And they were ended, he was hungry. Now, I can relate to the story, not that I've ever fasted 40 days, but the part where he says he's hungry. I'm always hungry. Um, so I thought I'd tell you about that. So Jesus just gets done getting baptized by John the baptizer. Then he heads out into the wilderness. Now, this is a, if you've never started a ministry... Uh, it's a wonderful thing to do, but don't think that you won't be persecuted. Amen? And it's story time, so ask me to tell you one. I will. You're dragging it out of me. Yeah. Um, and it's about Bevo and Janet. And uh, they, we were going through ministry stuff with them. We are doing all kinds of stuff. And they said, uh, well, we're, we're, we think we're, we're done with the uh, music ministry. We're done. So I said, well, come on in my office. Come on in my office. Let's sit down and talk about it. I said, we're, we think we're pretty much done at that time. I said, did you? I said, when? Well, listen to this. When did God tell you that? And they both looked at me and they said, God didn't tell us that. So when you start, so anyways, they ended up on vacation. They came back, and they, after a while, they took back over. Because for, for a while, I was singing. <laughs> and I think Janet looked in and goes, oh, we can't leave him doing that. It's horrible. <laughs> Amen. 
So I want you to know the kingdom of God has to continue to go on. And you never quit unless he tells you so. So keeping that level of integrity is, is something that uh, Bebo and Janet did, and they did very well. It was phenomenal. And, and the motorcycle ministry, you know, just absolutely phenomenal, spotless. Good job. So, uh, but it's hard to do sometimes. It's easy to say. Jesus himself is modeling this, a man of integrity. And I want you to know that the devil has, is wanting you, to, wanting you to sell out today. Going out of business sale for the church. And I'm going to ask you today, what's your price? And bring the house lights down for just a second. I want you to meditate on this. How much money would it take for you just to quit coming to church and... How much money would it take for you to quit your ministry and, and, and all that? What would, it, what would the sellout price be? Is it $1 million, $2 million? Is it working on Saturdays or Sundays? How good does he got to look or she got to look so you'll sell your ministry out? How hot does it have to be before you won't come to church anymore? Is it 100 degrees, 105? How cold does it got to be? I want to know how many inches of snow it's going to take before people won't come to church anymore. And I want to know how much sleep you got to lose before you won't come to church anymore. Now let's turn the lights back on. I remember a time back before we knew Jesus Christ. We could stay up for days and days and days. And days. Some of you guys even a week. Stay up for a week. And we, Chris, we could, go, we could go to work. I could go to work, no help. We'd be out drinking for days and days and days. Didn't have any problems show, showing up for work. But sometimes when it's snowy or you haven't had enough sleep under your blankie, we can't get to church. That's a sellout price. And the devil will make sure it's always that way so you won't show up. Boy, it's quiet in here. A lot of people elbowing and stepping on your neighbor's foot there, aren't you? So listen to this as the, as the story goes along. We have to be people of integrity. Say that with me, integrity. The devil said, so here's the devil. He's lying. You know he's lying because his lips are moving. <laughs> you know that person. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, he's got the audacity to talk to the creator of the world and ask him if you are the son of God. He needs to tell him, I am the son of God and I'm a everything else too. But he didn't do that because he never uses deity to get him out of these situations. He endured them just like me and you have to. He said, command these, this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him. So he's cranking it up to try to get him to sell out. And he takes him here and he says, and the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment in time and said to him, to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been given to me and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be yours. Remember, the, the price is starting to go up. You know, he'll, he'll do whatever it takes. So he keeps adding and keeps adding and keeps adding. And, uh, and, and sometimes we almost get suckered into it. And we're like, you know what? I'm just going to let that play just one minute longer before I shut this off. 
Come on, look at me for just a second. It's a YouTuber, it's a movie or whatever, and just it's and, and he just like just stay one more minute, and then it continues to get worse and worse and worse, and then you get enticed by it, and the next thing you know, you go, I can't believe I watched that whole thing. He just keep watch this class. He just keeps adding and adding and adding until you'll bite on it. So I want to know what your price is today. And Jesus answered, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God. So here's Jesus. He's defeating the devil the same way you and I need to do it. It's with the word of God. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him shall you serve. And he took him up to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to himself, if you are, here we go with the, if you are the son of God stuff again. You know, by this time, I'd like to, you know. Anybody ever want to just backhand somebody? I mean, not, you know, people that would like to. Can I tell you what the heat will do? After you've been out around for a while, you've been out, and, there, and Christians, I'm talking about Christians. You're like, you know what, man? If you get real close to me with that, all that going on, it can, people get hot and they get stinky. You're like, man, you getting that sweat on me right now? I'm a so what the devil makes sure that he puts that person around you to knock you off your square. And then he intensifies it with the heat and everything else. And if you're missing something, you're like, I could explode on that person. And I won't even tell you about the traffic. Oh, there's nothing worse than somebody getting 20 foot in front of you. You know how that car, you like when you... You ever anybody driving down the highway and merging? You're like, oh, this, oh, no. Oh, and he goes around and gets in front of you. Oh, you'll go down the hammer lane to get back in front of him. He needs to know that I'm supposed to be in front. So what, we, we, we have this aura about ourselves that I need to be in front of that guy because I'm better. We'll get, we'll get, if we're on a motorcycle, buddy, don't you dare get in front of me. Especially if you own a crotch rocket or something. I'm like, that's a, oh, it's a slap in the face, man. I'll hammer that joker down. Isn't it? This is the way you feel about yourself? Because it's almost an insult if he gets in front of me. And I told you I got this thing about leaving a light. I know, I know my car can't outrun anybody because it's too small. But at least I can get the jump on you and I can tell my family members, you see how I, I cut? It's called cutting a light. Oh, I beat him off the line anyways. And God's people said Amen. So what we're looking for is integrity through this story. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. So here's the devil misquoting Psalm 91. And we all love Psalm 91. Uh, Pastor Jay, we got plaques on our house, and woo, Psalm 91. Yahoo! But it doesn't pertain to you unless you're a born-again believer. He said he will command his angels to do this, that, and the other. He said only if you make the most high your dwelling place. And you can't sell out there either and move from there just because something else looks better. And I'll move on. And Jesus answered, verse, last verse here. And Jesus answered him and said to you, You shall not put the Lord God to the test. And obviously we know this is the only place in the Bible where the Lord says that you can test him is in 
uh, in your tithing, in your, in your offering stuff. So turn with me into the book of James, and I'll tell you the, the last part of this equation here about integrity. It comes from James 5, 7, and we go to verses uh, all the way to verse 12. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives a the early and the late rains. And you know, we've had plenty of rain, so things ought to really grow everywhere except in my backyard. I just finally went out there with the weed whacker and mowed it down. She goes, do we got anything? I go, no, nothing but weeds. I was patient. I did everything I thought I could. And and sometimes that seed just didn't, it just didn't come to fruition. Verse 8, you also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another. So say that to your neighbor right now. Do not grumble. Then I'll put some substance with this to you. Because nothing's worse than being outside. Can you imagine that the air conditioner in your car didn't work yesterday when it was... No, it was pretty thick. Air conditioner conditioner didn't work. It's like being in hell. We think because our air conditioner don't work, it's like being in hell. Listen to this. No, it ain't. Hell's way hotter than that. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door as an example of suffering and patience. Brother, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. So be blessed and remain steadfast because you got to. Amen. You've heard of the steadfastness of Job. Oh, my gosh. Somebody, don't you feel sometimes like you're living like Job? And I think about that story, and one of the worst things, not that he just lost his family and he lost his house and all that, and it sounds like a country song, but his wife looks at him and says, why don't you curse the Lord and just die? Boy, don't they need marriage counseling. Why don't you just curse the maker of the free world and then die? And she's supposed to be your ride or die Betty. Amen. And she, she, so what happened is, is after a while, the devil got the wife to sell out. But just because one of your family members sold out doesn't mean that you have to. And there's a lot of that that goes on. Verse 10, as an example, I only got two verses. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those who are blessed remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. And wipe your brow, go, thank God for that. But above all, my brothers... Do not swear either by heaven or by earth or any other yoke. Read this with me. One, two, three, go. But let your... All right, here's where the preaching starts, so go ahead and rise with me. Here's where the preaching starts. Tell your neighbor he's, he's fixing to go there. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there Saturday morning, Wes, at 7.30 to help you move. You remember that? On moving day, none of your brothers are around or the sisters. They're going to help you pack. We'll be there in the morning, Terry. Let's make it even earlier. Let's make it 6.30. And I'll have everybody with me. Amen. 
What I guess God wishes is that the Christians of the world would do what they say they're going to do. And probably the politicians too. That when you put them in office, they're doing what they said they were going to do. Amen? And, and, and I, got a, I got a story for that. So I got, I was, I was here, I was voting on Tuesday, and uh, there were some people that were lobbying in the parking lot. I got here early, and, and the lady came over and handed me a thing, and she said, I want you to, you know, this, this person, XYZ, is doing this, that, and the other, and, and they're uh, uh, pro-choice, and they're uh, anti-gun. And I go, <laughs> I thought somebody was filming me. You can start, Miss Carol. It was 6 in the morning, first of all, and then I got on my diesel pickup truck with a fish on the side of my door. And I thought, surely she knows that I'm, I'm uh, pro-life. But she didn't, so, and, I, and I didn't give her my resume or anything, but I just started to talk with her about, um, you know, standing for babies and standing for the things that God wants us to do. And then she came back with a butt. That's the sellout. Yeah, we, but, you know, what about? No, 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 not what about. It's not a talking point. See, there's a sellout. If, if they're doing enough for me and my family and, and my job and everything, then it's okay. If Come on, don't, don't look cross-eyed at me. There's a sellout point. If it, if it gets into my 401K, then I got to sell out. I can't stand for the principles of God. And my company, let me tell you something about your company that doesn't stand for babies. They'll sell you down the river in a heartbeat if they won't stand for an innocent child. Oh, it's getting a little uncomfy in here, isn't it? See, this is, what, this is the, the part that I really liked about Pastor Bebo. He didn't care about who he was speaking to. And, and, and he not only lived the life, but he put it on his Facebook page. Is anybody listening to the message today? You got to tell the devil today, I don't have a price. I'm never going to sell it. I don't care what the company says or what this party says. I got to stand for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness all through my family and all through America. So I, I told the church this last night. I said, now, when you're Dr. D's age or Burger or my age, you're not doing church anymore for just yourself anymore. You're just not. I wouldn't go and preach four places and, and do what I do. We just, I just have church right here. We could just do this, and I could go home and sit in my recliner. And, but that's not what I do church for anymore. I know the next generation of the 30-year-olds and the 40-year-olds, they're going to need a place to go to church. And not just here at Creef Corps. They're going to need a place up in North County. They're going to need a place out west. They're going to need a place in all the other states. See, I don't have a sellout price. I have to keep going because that's the mandate on my life. Uh... 
And that reminds me once again of Pastor Bebo, this yes is being yes and his no's being no. Never had to worry about him, never, never thought about where he was ever when he worked for us. He was where the Lord put him and he was doing that work. He was doing that. I never had to check on him. Like, Where's Bebo? If Bebo was someplace, he was doing the work of the Lord. God can build his kingdom on the backs of men and great men and women like Bevo and Janet. So what do we do at this point? So we, we're going to pray that the Lord will raise up a standard in the younger people and maybe even the older people. Maybe they still got some, some gas in the tank. The first thing you have to tell the devil today is I don't have a price anymore. I'm going to follow the rule of law in God's holy word. And I'm not going to sell out. Is it hard to follow the word of God? Oh my goodness gracious, it's hard. But God will give you the grace and the power through his Holy Spirit to get that done. So I'm going to pray a special prayer for you today before we partake in the Lord's Supper. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, this would be the time that you do it. And then you're, you're free to take communion, being a believer. But let's all pray together today and ask God what it is that you want me to do, Lord. And today when you pray that prayer, let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. And I told you the most dangerous prayer you could ever pray is, God, use me for what you birthed me for. Woo, that's dangerous, man. Don't pray that prayer unless you're ready to be used because God will take you at your word. Somebody said that in the, in the hallway when they walked in at the 830 service. They said, Pastor, I want to be used. And I was like, oh, wow. And I sent him right over to Brad Cottrell. I said, go over there. I said, that man needs help. It was, it was within seconds I had him working for the kingdom. Let us pray. How about the Lord's Supper? Y'all ready for that? You know, Jesus says, do this, Pastor Jay, in remembrance of me. So the so the Lord's Supper is just a reminder, a constant reminder of the finished work that was done at the cross of Calvary. What a great thing. So tell God today this, maybe something like this. I don't know, I can't pray for you. But God, when I get ready to walk the aisle today, and take the Lord's Supper, I want you to take a look inside my heart and say, did I have a sellout price in there? I want you to get rid of it. I want to be on fire for Christ. Here's what I guess I'm saying today, church. Tell them this. I'm sold out for you, Lord. Woo, Lord Jesus, how about that? Lord, when I walk the aisle today to receive communion, I am totally sold out for you and your kingdom, and that's all I'm going to be focused on, and everything that's in there. And I ain't got a price. Nothing looks good enough where it can knock me off my square. No dollar amount, no political party, no he or she that can take my ministry from me. I can't sell out 
for a, for a day of pleasure. I can't do it. God, you see what I'm doing here today. I submit my will to you. And I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen.